Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. Welcome to Swinger University, the podcast that explores the exciting and often misunderstood world of open relationships. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ed. And together we'll be your guides as we blend sex education and sensual exploration with an intellectual twist. Have you ever had a no kissing rule? Why or why not? Do you think it's weird? Do you see it as a jealousy issue between couples? Is it your red flag? Why is it such a hot topic? And Why is there this need to shame others for their wishes, desires, and feelings? Plus, we are going to show you how you can honor someone else's rule without assigning shame or judgment and knowingly break the rule to see what kissing someone else is like. I think this is going to be one of our best episodes ever. Please rate and review Swinger University wherever you listen to our show. Your ratings help boost our podcast and draw in new listeners. Follow us on YouTube, TikTok, and all of our social media. You can find all our links on SwingerUniversity.com. And of course, we love getting questions from our audience. And you can leave us a voicemail at 916-538-0482 or contact us at SwingerUniversity.com. Tell us your name, age, and where you live, or you can be anonymous. If you're a super fan of our show, consider supporting us on Patreon. As a member, you'll have access to exclusive content that's even hotter than what we share on the podcast. So come join our naughty community. We promise you won't regret it. Here's a question from one of our listeners. We are new to the lifestyle and have had a few encounters. One of our rules is no kissing, except for my wife can kiss another female. One time when we explained this to another couple... They didn't understand why and said it's unusual. How do others in the lifestyle feel about kissing? Are we the weird ones? We surveyed the swinger community about 386 individuals 
to gain their insights into the positive and negative aspects of swinging. And we are going to read some of those comments to you. What was surprising to us was there were three times more negative comments than positive ones. We were also surprised to see that they were mostly judgmental with some shame. Now, this survey went all over the U.S., so it was a sampling of all the communities, not just our area. And the reason I say that is because we haven't experienced a lot of judgments or shame in our community. Right. A little bit recently, I'm starting to notice. I do not see and have not seen it to this degree. Yeah, and it's interesting in interactions, direct interactions with people, we haven't seen very much in the way of shaming. Um, I, I think some of this is keyboard safety and people get behind their keyboard. They have the anonymity of the internet and they kind of let their, their, their bad inner child speak out. Right. And that's unfortunate. Surveyed and they just, but see that's, and they let their honesty out. Yeah. But that's, you know, Hey, I, it's the inner voice coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's true. It is their, their, their inner voice coming out, but, at the same time, it's it's interesting. It's interesting because you and I think of this as sex positivity and the whole lifestyle being all about sex positive. So to hear almost any kind of neg- negative commentary feels kind of counterintuitive to what the whole point of being sex positive is. Correct. And it was... To the degree that I decided, what? why don't people like kissing? Right. And I thought, well, gosh, maybe, maybe there's, let's step into the shoes of the person that doesn't like being kissed. Is there more than just the rule that we had in the beginning, which was? Ed, stop making out with the lady. <laughs> Right. For for at least 15 minutes so that you can breathe. Yeah, that, yeah. That rule. We had that no kissing rule briefly, and we'll get into that, but it was quickly changed for us, and we'll we'll describe that later. Right. So let let's let's read some of these comments so everyone knows what we're talking about. So we're gonna read the negatives first and then we'll read the positives, but beware there's It's a lot of negative. Three times more. And I pared them down, honestly. Right, right. This isn't all of them. This is just a, this is a select few. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to bend your ear with all the, yes, this is a select few. Okay. So, uh, do you want to start with the first one? (laughs) Sure. It's too weird not to kiss. It's natural to do. So a little bit of judgy, a little bit of shaming. Stick a penis in me, both vaginally and orally, it's way more personal than kissing. Which is semi-debatable, but true and not. And And we're going to go into why that's different. Exactly. I tend to stay away from people with rules. Too risky if something goes wrong. And, of course, our point with that is... Wow. They're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. You're going to miss out on a lot of cool shit. (laughs) People with rules kill moods. 
Yeah, a little judgy. Yeah, yeah. Not really sure what to do with that one. Right. And uh, I probably should just refrain with no We will just leave it at that, yeah. <laughs> it's a red flag and a jealousy issue. So maybe it is, maybe it isn't. How do you know? Right, that's... Ours wasn't a jealousy issue. No, there's a lot of assumptions there. And we're going to have other reasons why a little bit later. So keep hanging in there. The next one, we are secure and not a jealous couple. Okay, another jealousy pointer. Infers that if you're insecure, you're also jealous, jealous and right. therefore you have to have a role. We see no kissing as a red flag and indicates relationship issues. Maybe, maybe not. It's, there's so many reasons. My question was, so what? Are they going to like shoot you like like what, what are you of afraid of are they gonna like, yeah, yeah. like what i can't imagine what would be the worst case scenario what's the what's the fear yeah. i don't understand you, you get off the bed and move to the next room because they have some <laughs> issue i guess i don't know i don't know i, I don't know <laughs> most bizarre rule in the lifestyle rules are drama wow that one's that's pretty severe Stop with the rules. Okay. If sex can be sex, why can't kissing be kissing? I I, I kind of... I, had I, to had, tr I have to translate that one in my head because I'm not even sure what they're... Well... I guess if it's if it's the the phrase, it's only sex. Yes. It's only kissing. Right. I, exactly. I see that. And I had this mental argument with myself early on. And I couldn't figure out why it was different. And I had to figure that out. Well, we had the same argument going from soft swap to full swap, or not argument, conversation, mental, philosophical debate in our heads about, okay, why oh, yeah. are we drawing the line? Right. Because if the face is between my legs, how is the face? To me, the face is more intimate because you have right. eyes. You have the mouth. Right. Then, and, and so how are you swapping partners? So what's the, what's the difference different, between a mouth yeah. and a penis? Right. I know. Sounds like a control issue. No lips means no oral. I'm out. <laughs> Which means. I'm not sure that's true of a ki no kissing rule, but okay. We maybe. have. I haven't heard of you the. You just missed out on a no really great opportunity. But. <laughs> Maybe it is. Okay. So a lot of, as you can tell, there's some shame and some judging and a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah. And so, a lot of assumptions. A lot of assumptions. So I thought, well, gosh, you know, I I really need to to help educate the swinger community about this so that they can have more fun. They can have more fun. Don't let the rule be in your way. Work with the rule, right? We just call those constraints. Yeah. All right. So here are some of the positive ones. I don't really like kissing as a whole unless it's someone I love. It would not affect me at all to not do it in the lifestyle or at a party. Hmm. The kiss is too sacred for me and I like to save it for my partner. I understand that. I only like how my partner kisses. He knows what I like. That does make sense. Which does make sense. I have had the opposite of that yes. happen before. 
Yes. And so we'll get into that. Okay. So those are some of the quotes. Yeah. So let's just dig into this whole like no kissing <sighs> rule in the swinger lifestyle. What What is this? Right, right. So new people, who who, who typically uses the rule? The new people, right? Right. And right. who else? Well, and people who are potentially afraid of intimacy. Yeah. And yeah. being too intimate with the casual sex partners. Right. Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises, and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. There is a group of people, the neurodivergent people, that have issues with that type of closeness. And we'll, oh. we'll break that down as to what that element is for those individuals. And it will totally make sense. Then you have some people that have a kissing phobia. And I'm going to ask you to pronounce it because I haven't actually done that out loud yet. <laughs> Philemophobia people. Yes. And then there's just people that just simply want the rule, period, for whatever reasons, right? That it's special to them and their partner. It makes them nervous. They want to take... Right. They want to move in a different direction. Whatever. It's their rule. They've yeah. decided on They've that decided rule. And, and that's their rule. That's their rule. And just some of the reasons and motivations behind the rule, there's some psychology, some biology, cultural differences, and personal experiences surrounding kissing. Let's get into the power of kissing. Yeah, you and I are like big fans of kissing. Like, yes. we love kissing, making out. We even taught a, a class on kissing techniques at yes. one of our conferences that we were at because we love it so much. Mm -hmm. So much fun. Kissing is so good. <laughs> yes. It... <laughs> does establish this connection, this intimacy. And I kind of talked, spoke about that a little bit ago. And for us, it's this like chemical spark. It yep. like kicks things off. Mm -hmm. From a biological standpoint, it releases oxytocin and neurochemicals. There's this whole foreplay arousal precursor for sex. So it kind of gets the juices going both yep. chemically, but also the mouth and the nether region, the other <laughs> areas that get, yes. uh, get all stimulated and juicy. Yes. And there's another aspect of this, which is just pair bonding and nurturing. So that, connection that you have, uh, especially with long-term partners, that release of the oxytocin on a regular basis creates this bond, this almost mm -hmm. a chemical neurological bond with your partner. Right. So I kind of understand the quote with that's something I reserve special for my primary partner. I get it. It's, it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. It's very... Intimate. In, I mean, it does in a lot make sense. Respects. I don't. 
I said, kind of. It does. It does make sense to me. I got to researching, as I do, and I thought, all right, how many nerve endings are in the lips? It's got to be way less than the clitoris and penis because I've already researched that. Oh, my gosh. To my shocking surprise, lip sensitivity has about a million, a million different nerve endings. Wow. That's, it's, okay, so your lips are in the top three most sensitive parts of your body. Okay. Lips, fingertips, and tongue. And I think your fingertips and your tongue are more sensitive than your lips. Makes sense. Your clit's not in there, and your penis isn't in there. Where do those fall? Way down on the Ooh. list. In the the 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris and labia is less, and penis is about half of that. Now, th- these numbers are pseudoscientific. They haven't really figured the exact quantity of nerves out. There's some research that's even calling into question the 8,000 nerves in the clitoris, but relatively speaking, there's a lot more nerve endings in the lips and the mouth. So then my brain kind of goes to more sensitive, more intimate. More stimulating. More stimulating. So I could see how that might be a little more unsettling. And I will tell you why next, because... As a woman, I can lay there and have someone penetrate me and just pretty much take a nap. Sure. You could imagine you're someplace else. I can imagine I'm somewhere else. You could be fucking me and I'm just like yawning, right? Especially doggy style or something like that. You could be on your phone and they wouldn't even know it. No, because doggy does nothing for me. I actually have no, pretty much no sensation in that position. Right. it provides no no stimulation whatsoever. So the lips do, and it's it would be hard to fake a kiss, right? If you're kissing someone. Right. And if you don't want to kiss them back, you've got deadpan face, dead lips. Right, right. And it's, it's like pretty hard to fake a kiss. Kissing a fish or a dead person. Yeah. It would be really weird. Someone would go in and they would stop immediately because you weren't kissing them back. Yeah, the nonverbal signals would be a dead giveaway. Right. So, once again, more intimate with kissing, less intimate with sex. Right. Makes, right? makes perfect sense. Okay. So, when you're also kissing, we address the chemical and hormonal aspects that kicked right. off, and the nurturing and the eyes. Yes. You get the eyes if you're, you know, connecting. Eye open kissing, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very intimate. Yeah, you are literally in someone's face. Like, you can't get any more in someone's face than kissing. Hence hence the whole, get out of my face, right? People right. get incensed. You're like, you're in my space. Get out of my face. It's very much, it's about as in someone's personal bubble as you can get. Right. So we wouldn't have that comment, that phrase in our culture, if it didn't really mean something. It's an intimate space. Right. Are the light bulbs going off everybody yet? So. One of the things that you run into with kissing, especially with new partners in the lifestyle, is 
incompatibility with kissing styles. Mm. So I've had partners who were either too aggressive Mm -hmm. or too distant, right? Like not into it enough Mm -hmm. or just the whole hard mouthed, not really moving their mouth kind of a kiss. So everybody kisses a little bit differently. Right. And just like they have sex differently. Right. And some of those, and, and I'll actually say kissing is a more complex interaction yes, than sex because I you can agree. go harder, soft, you know, slow, fast, yeah. and you can move in kind of different angles. But your lips, like you can create shapes, you can move your tongue, there's you can, breathing, there's oh, many different lip biting. Yeah. Yes, yeah. there's, you're right. Way more techniques with kissing. Yeah, it's a pretty complex series of motions to move your lips together. And and I've had my fair share of incompatible kissing with people. Right. And the other thing that might make, you know, kissing uncomfortable for you is that it, it tends to have this lead up to sex. Right. So there's this expectation that, if I kiss you and we get hot and heavy and the juices start flowing, that all of a sudden you think the next thing is sex. Or I get so hot and bothered that I might not be able to resist wanting to go to that next step. And if I have another rule, which is no penetrative sex, but I'm all worked up because of the kissing, right? then I might not, I might, it might be rougher. It might be harder for me to hold back. Right. Right. And then, of course, the intimacy and vulnerability of being in someone's face. Yes. And looking in their eyes, if you are. Yeah. There's another aspect to this, and I'll just come out and say it, hygiene concerns. So bad breath, food, people have been drinking, smoking, So maybe you hook up with a couple that smokes and you're not really into smoking. You may not want to kiss them. Right. It's it's not for everybody. Some people are a little more sensitive to those smells and tastes. Mm -hmm. Um, And just general hygiene, right? Mm -hmm. Like how well are they taking care of did they have their, their face? Six month cleaning. Do they have any cavities? Can you smell oh, them? Yeah, yeah. All of that. <laughs> And then if you're a germaphobe, or even if you're not, I was actually kind of shocked. We kind of sort of germaphobed I a did. second. Yeah. I did germaphobe up a little bit. Uh, 80 million bacteria can be exchanged in a passionate kiss that lasts more than 10 seconds. Yes. Oh, my God. And to, to be clear, the human mouth is not a particularly... <laughs> bacteria-free environment to begin with. No. It's it's kind of a dirty place. No. So then I was like, holy shit. Okay, so if you kissed 10 people at a party, put your face in five pussies, and ate three cocks, can you imagine the amount, the of, amount bacteria? of bacteria in your mouth? It's a lot of bacteria. Holy crap. So now your body has all this foreign bacteria to fight off. 
And I was thinking, oh my God, no wonder sometimes I don't feel so great the next day. It wasn't that I had too much to drink. My body's like, holy shit, what is all this bacteria in my body? Bacteriological warfare going on. Yeah. And then don't even get me started on the bacteria in your vagina and all the issues that that might cause. Right. And transmitting (laughs) the bacteria from From your mouth to to the vagina. Yeah. It's a thing. Okay. Germaphobe gone. Can't think about that. Gotta think about the good times. Shake it off. Shake it off. Cultural differences. Hello. Did we even think about that? No. No. And some cultures don't recognize kissing, interestingly enough. I know. Most cultures do here in the United States. But if you are from somewhere else and you're living here, maybe you don't. But it's so the, the clear thing is it's not a universal thing. Like, not everyone believes in kissing. So, Correct. Or the importance of kissing, right? right? So, the American Anthropological Association in 2015 did a study and found 45% of North American cultures do not kiss. Wow. Not even romantically or sexually. So, North America, that's Canada all the way south, south. to up to Central America. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? I was like, that is almost half. It, it is almost half. I'm really good at math. <laughs> and, the, and, and, the, and the other reason was it's just gross or unpleasant. Right. Which, which kind of goes back to some of the differences of hygiene in different cultures. Maybe they don't have a good pl- dental care. Right? They yeah. don't get to get their teeth cleaned every six months because sure. that's just not an option for them. Could be that the food that they eat is just unpleasant to kiss because it's so particularly strong. Or yeah, aromatic. it's really maybe like it's got a lot of curries or a lot of spices and garlic. Who knows? Yeah, right. It's very rich in flavor. And so you always have food breath. We mentioned this a little bit ago about neurodivergent perspectives and kind of alternative forms of intimacy. So let's let's talk about how someone who is neurodivergent might be affected by kissing. Right. Most neurodivergent people don't like kissing, and they prefer to express their affection and appreciation differently. And some of the ways they like to do that is a caress on the face with fingers. You can caress cheeks, lips, and noses. But not with a kiss, not making out. And and then other areas of the body are also exploratory, right? Because our skin is highly sensitive, right? So neck, you know, back of the neck, which I actually really love. And honestly, it's almost as good as kissing because it gives me goosebumps all over my body. Yeah, all the tingles. All the tingles. You know, the crook of the arm, back of the knees, spine, palms. So they like to focus on, you know, other sensual areas of the body, which... Right. So if you really have to kiss, yeah, but you don't want to kiss lip to lip, there are certainly other places that you could kiss. Right? So if you can't kiss up, exactly what you said, to that guy's quote... Right. No, no kissing on the lips means, no, I'm out. I'm like, wow, you could... You could kiss all over someone's body. There's and 98% of the rest of the body you could kiss. 
Oh yeah. If you if you didn't kiss my lips, then kiss my butt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you could kiss the back of my neck. Right, that too. <laughs> for those of you that don't want to opt for the face-to-face, lip-to-lip kiss, there's also something called the ocean kiss, where you stand very close to another partner's face and breathe deeply without allowing your mouths to touch. So it's almost a form of breath play. Right. And this, of course, is works well if you're comfortable with being, you know, near someone who's kind of essentially breathing on you. Right. And you don't have issues with, you know, breath odor. Right. So definitely breath mint territory for right. this one. So I I could see when I'm kissing, I'm not I'm aware of breath odor. Mm-hmm. I'm not aware of somebody breathing on me. Right. But I will say we're sleeping together and you're turned towards me and you're breathing on me and I haven't fallen asleep yet. Yes. That bugs me. Yeah, it's like the wind. <laughs> In your ear. I'm like, what? What is that? Breeze. Ugh. The fear of kissing. You know how to say this. Philomophobia. I think you said it better before, but I will take Actually, it. Actually, maybe philomophobia. Maybe philomophobia. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. It's the fear of germs, body odors, touch. Fear of intimacy and vulnerability. Sometimes it's rooted in fear of rejection, not being enough or disappointing or disgusting. People avoid it to prevent judgment, hurt, and rejection. And sometimes it's an unaddressed trauma. Right. So people may be choosing to not kiss or have a no kissing rule because they have some deep-seated trauma that they're trying to not spoil the event and ruin the evening by dredging all of that up. I know. So here I was just in somebody else's shoes going, wow, you know, I had no idea this could be a thing, but I still want to participate in swinging, but I can't kiss anyone because I've got some unaddressed trauma. So we can't shame people like that because you never know what's going on with them. You don't know they're the not bad. Why. They're not jealous. It's not a red flag issue. They're, I mean, what is this? The scarlet letter? Right. I know. Clearly, there's more than one reason why people don't have or have a kissing rule. I mean, in a sense, I'm kind of judging the judges. And I feel well, bad for that. I'm just passionate about yes. educating people because. I have been in this place, like you, so many times where I see something and I go, oh, and then I I go, gosh, you know, why do I feel like that? And I step out of my shoes and I do some research and I go, oh, totally get it. Right. And then I can be more inclusive and work with that situation rather than put up the hand and go, me. Right. Hey there, podcast listeners. You've been tuning into our episodes, but have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories? Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you. Our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. 
So if you're ready for an exclusive behind the mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. Here are some suggestions that can help you through some of these situations. So instead of assigning blame or judgment right away, let's start with asking some questions. You don't understand what their choice or rule is? Find out why they have that rule. You'll build a better connection with them and you'll have a better appreciation for what your boundaries are and what the possibilities are for the night. It creates an inclusive attitude, so those diverse preferences and choices, and it doesn't set them up for feeling weird because you're acting adversarial towards their choices. And remember that there's no universal right or wrong approach to kissing or not kissing or even how to play. And it promotes this honest communication within the swinger community really trying to understand how other people play and why they play the way that they do. And as a swinger community, we should continue to embrace diversity and personal freedom. And that's the whole thing about sex positivity. Everybody's got a different thing. So we should try harder to try and understand what that thing is. Right. So how does somebody go about navigating someone else's boundaries and getting consent around the no kissing rule? Well, first, negotiate those agreed upon boundaries. So that conversation where you're having an understanding about what rules they have, you can say, well, then what is on the table? Or mm. what what are you into? What do you guys like, like to do? Yeah. And I would even say, ask the question, what happens if I accidentally go for your lips and I and I kiss you on the lips, will that be offensive? Because I'm really trying hard to honor your rule, but I, you know, it is natural for me to want to go in for a kiss. Right. So if I do, how do how do I how do how do we how, how do, do we, we navigate that, that in the moment? Would you you know, is that is that gonna ruin things? You know, talk about it, right? Just be honest. Absolutely. Ask about other types of sensory play. Mm-hmm. So what kinds of touching and what kinds of contact are on the table and available. Yeah. And of course, what kinds of oral play are available? You want to kiss? You want, clearly you have an oral fixation of some sort. How else could that be satisfied? Right. Right. And get consent and then repeat back their wishes, of course. Right. And then remember that swinging is not always about penetration. Or only about penetration. Right. What is going to happen? And say you want to experiment with just tossing out the rule. How, how, do you, how are you going to experiment with that? Like, how are you going to do this? Right? Right. And I would say interview the right couple. Mm-hmm. Talk about what you like and don't like. Pick a spot at a party that's quiet. Go slow. Don't don't go in for that epic makeout session. And then, again, ask them what they like, what they don't like while you're kissing. So make it kind of fun. You know, make it... Playful. Exploratory. Or or sexy or sensual. You know, you're kissing and then you're like, 
Did you like that? Is that okay? Is that okay? Would you like more? Right. That could be really hot and really sexy. And you could also practice watching with one another. And I did this in the beginning. I practiced watching you kiss Mm -hmm. somebody to, to just get desensitized or used to watching you kiss somebody and experiencing those feelings. Right, right. And trying to just breathe through the feelings. Yeah. Because I didn't always know what they meant. I just knew it created a type of anxiety in me. And we still have to get back to that story about our rule in the beginning and how we got around that and what triggered me. Yes. So... There was this time we were at a house party and Ed was having this epic, epic makeout session with this woman on the bed. They were just, oh my God, like, like the world was ending and kissing was the only thing left on the planet. That's what it looked like to me. (laughs) It, it was a lot of fun and she was really into it and she was a, she was a, a very compatible kisser for, for my <laughs> my style. Yeah. I still, to this day, can remember it like it was yesterday. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was very triggering. And I understand, obviously, I understand now why, but I, I also had to process that and figure it out. And a lot of it was... I was feeling very envious because I wasn't feeling that type of passion. I could see you having that type of passion. I wanted that for myself as well. Right. We hadn't got to that place of compersion where I could just sit back and go, oh, look at Ed go. God, look at him. He's just having the time of his life. I wasn't there yet. I mean, we were, what, a couple months in to the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, we were pretty pretty new, pretty yeah, green. Early on in our relationship, a couple years in. So we hadn't really solidified a lot of things right. between us. Plus, if I remember, you and the her mister. partner, the mister, uh-huh. hadn't quite hit it off yet. Yeah. And the conversation was still a little awkward and off. So yeah. we got compatible fast, fast and you guys were still catching up yes so, so it was a timing thing too right so that that felt awkward because you guys were on the fast track to going to sex and i was doing my slow warm-up thing right as i always do <laughs> right slow warmer so we sat down and we talked about this and we figured out all this stuff stuff and i said okay so next time because what am i supposed to do if i get triggered again it's gonna happen i know it is and so i asked ed to just put a limit consciously just be aware that to, to check on me right and and to maybe come up for air and it was hard to put a time on that because I yeah. didn't know what the time was. It wasn't an arbitrary time. It right. Was it was just more an of, awareness, right? Yeah. 
and just check on me. Glance over every once in a while, see see how see, things are going. See if my eyes are popping out of my head, and yeah. <laughs> and you did do that, and you would yeah, you'd look at me, hard. you'd give me eye contact, you'd have love all over your face, and you sometimes you'd reach out to me and grab my hand and squeeze it. And I'd say, I'm okay. Or sometimes I come in for a kiss and kiss you as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I join in and, you know, I'll, I'd kiss her. And then you two would go back to kissing and then I could watch. And that way I kind of felt like I was part of it. And that you guys were bringing me along at the same right. speed. Right. Yeah. And, and I think a, a lot of our early experiences with kind of the the, the feelings of envy and jealousy were really centered around being left out yeah. or not being at the same, same. speed right. as, as what the rest of the room was. Right. And and I think I think a lot of people don't think about that mm-hmm. and they don't realize that their partner's maybe not quite getting the same vibe that right. that you are and that's that's something that all partners need to be better about, which is being aware of kind of how well their partner's doing. Right. Is, and I, I will hear that from time to time in the room. Women will express, oh, okay, I guess we're going there now. Right. And so I already know that's what, what that means. And they're like, he's, you know, him and her, his, her husband is hot to trot with somebody else, but she's not ready yet. Right. And she's like, wow, that, you know, the race car has left. The- <laughs> you walked in the room, you pulled the condom out, and you're gone. You're off to the races. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was a lot of pressure in the beginning. That speed, one, one person being way more comfortable and getting around the track faster than, than, than me. Yeah. And, and so that, that was sort of our no kissing rule but it was more about the the intimacy that was involved with kissing and the timing of everything mm-hmm. and just making sure that people weren't being left out and and we've had that same sense with full swap before too oh yeah um where you know one partner's just raring to go yes and you know you're still doing the the preliminaries, the foreplay part. Right. That's challenging to to get through, especially when you're brand new to the lifestyle mm-hmm. where you you don't quite have your compersion feelings mm-hmm. ready. You know, you're you're not there yet. And and even after you have a lot of experience, sometimes you'll have evenings where you're just not feeling it. Right. And you're like, not tonight. Yep. So the beginning of this, where we were listing off all of those negative comments about jealousy and red flags, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. So much more to it than that. Yeah. And I'm just going to leave it at that because this could easily turn into an internet rant about (laughs) swinger groups on the internet. Yeah, and we obviously worked through it. Yeah. We we had we conversations about it for sure. We didn't Lots offend of anybody. We weren't wearing the scarlet letter in the swinger community. We weren't you know, we 
It was. Yeah, we worked. We worked around it. We figured. We, did. we figured out our own path for it, and we didn't make it anybody else's problem. It was. It was our thing to work out. Yeah, and you know we didn't create any drama, or you know a lot of people like to throw around the word drama, whatever that is. It's a. It's right. a discussion between two people. If you don't like hearing uh, personal dis- discussions between two people, then just step away. It's not a big sure. deal. It happens all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, it. Um, I think there are a lot of missed opportunities, and I'm hoping that this helped other people gain some insight as to all the other great options that you might be missing out on when you encounter a couple that has a no swinger or a well. Well, that would be a totally different thing if they had a no swinger rule. That would, yeah, that would be that would be a no go. But a no kissing, you know. Yeah. So. Remember, the journey of exploring intimate connections and understanding diverse perspectives is an ongoing process. By embracing empathy, respect, and open-mindedness, we can foster a more inclusive and understanding environment for all individuals, regardless of their choices regarding kissing in the swinger lifestyle. Until next time. Keep learning, keep growing, and keep having fun. Hey, have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.